The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Welcome, everyone. It's Inside Florida Racing. I'm C.C. Brooks. Join and I'm like bonehead. I am. Yes, you are bonehead. Yes, you are. And, of course, just like every Monday night, we're joined by Jack Smith. Hey, Jack. Hi. Due to technical difficulties, the first interview of tonight's show with Lee Arnold, who uh, heads up the V8 stock car uh, racing organization, is joined in progress. Um, we apologize for the inconvenience. And then if you step up to our GT classes, uh, that would be your uh, retired, like, Trans Am-type cars, your GT1, your Corvettes, Mustangs, tube cars with uh, six, 700 horsepower, 14-inch uh, wide tires. Um, they're real ground pounders. So uh, that's pretty much our classes in a nutshell there. But our stock car classes that you guys are mostly interested in is uh, the V8 GTA and V8 SPO classes. Well, it really sounds interesting, you know. Uh, basically, uh, I'm on the website kind of scrolling through, and uh, they just look like late models to me. Yep, that's uh, the most of our guys. Uh, the majority of our field is the late model variety because they're the most affordable to run. Uh, we have a great tire deal with Hoosier as well as Goodyear, uh, very affordable tires. Uh, our whole our whole series is structured around a uh, – an affordable economy kind of series, and we do uh, tow once, race twice, so you get two races in each weekend. They're usually about a half hour length. There's other races going on, either with SCCA or another club we're with at that weekend at the facility. So there's usually five, six races a day uh, that people will be able to take in. And the best thing about our events is the spectators are usually uh, free. There's usually no charge. You can come in as a guest of the Porsche Club next weekend. And the following weekend, you can come in as a cl- uh, guest of SCCA. And if you go to the SCCA building at Sebring, sign in as a guest uh, Friday evening or each morning before 11, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, you know, it's free uh, access, uh, free camping. Uh, so it's a neat deal. You can tailgate, pull right up to the track. You can move around, uh, walk through the pits. The pits are all open. You can check out the cars up close. Bring your kids out, sit in the cars, get the picture, whatever whatever you guys want to do, you know. Like that. What do you think, Rob? When is the when is your uh, next race? Uh, we kick off this weekend in West Palm, February fourteenth, and then we follow up the twenty first up at Sebring. Are you game, Rob? Each day we'll have a test day on uh, Friday the thirteenth and Friday the twentieth. There'll be a practice day that uh, some of the competitors take in. So, Rob, are you game? Oh man, I, I would love to do this, man. I, 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 you know, I have a late model and everything, but it's it's a left-hander, and uh, I don't have crate motor. You know, I got super late motor, 
uh, class for you. That fits perfectly in our V8 STO class. And I'd love to come try that out, you know. So what do they, even the cars all up, you know? Yeah, yeah, they square them up. Uh, we have several uh, folks that are involved in our series that you're familiar with. Uh, like I just got phone a little bit ago with Mike Cope. Sure. Uh, Jimmy's looking after some cars in our series. Uh, there's a lot of uh, race shops around Florida that's um, setting these cars up for the guys and North Carolina and different areas. And... Um, so there's a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Mike uh, is looking after two or three cars in our series, and he's out at most of our events. Uh, there's several guys. Tony Amico that owns Lakeland, he uh, actually is a class champion last year in our V8 GTA class. Uh, he runs. So there's there's quite a few familiar faces to the circle track gang. Well, does Tony have any extra cars? He's always got a bunch of cars. Surely he'd let me uh, <laughs> he ride one of them around. He has a fleet of cars. You have to get in touch with him. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, but Rob, yeah. Rob, there's no purse, man. I don't care. I don't care. I, but listen, I used to go run go-kart races at Sebring and at this track that he's talking about, the track in Hollywood, at Roebling Road, which is another place they go run in Georgia. We ran all over the place in those go-karts. You know why I did that? So oh. I could race on the racetrack. Because how else are you going to get – if they say, listen, we're going to open up the racetrack at Daytona Speedway, and we're going to let you guys come race – we're not going to pay anything. We'll let you come race. Don't you think there'd be a ton of a line out there for people to go race? They do that the day after Christmas. Every year, the WKA does. They open that place up, and you or anybody else that wants to, of any driving ability, even if they don't even know how to race, it's unfortunate they let them do that, but you can come in there and get into the sit-up cart race and go out there and race at Daytona for free. Well, I don't care if they pay or not. Uh, Lee, one of the things that uh, we had talked, I mentioned to you that I had, had used your uh, your series as an example um, um, in this thing about purses at stock car tracks. And I just wanted to, to, to reiterate that, that, uh, you know, over the course of the time that I remember when you, you guys first got this series started about, uh, what, nine or ten years ago or whenever it was, um, that you started out with a, a handful of cars, literally, and now you've grown it, and, and it's continued to grow, and, and you can get into how much it's grown, but it certainly has increased in car count tremendously. And during that same time period, um, most stock car divisions in Florida, at circle track racing, have declined in car numbers. The fields have become less. You guys are racing for um, trophies and a lot of fun, and a lot of camaraderie and a lot of family entertainment on the weekends. And um, these guys are trying to scramble and race for purses, and something's wrong with this picture. Yeah, we've been uh, getting, we've been very lucky, and uh, we have some great race teams. We have over 100 race teams that follow our series. Some just race when we're in their, with their neck of the wood, and some travel the whole circuit. And uh, it's definitely not for the money. It's more, uh, you know, for the trophies. And also, like Rob was saying, our Daytona event last year had close to 60 cars in our race group. We had the whole weekend had 300-plus cars for the SCCA race portion of it. And so they come out to race for the track and for the friendships that we build across the country and all this. And um, and it keeps the guy, we all go out and have a steak and a beer and that sort of thing after the races. And uh, from the series I've been involved in, the larger the purse gets, the more it costs the racer. And no matter what type of racing you get involved in, uh, unless you have 
you know, some sponsorship, uh, it's hard to keep up, you know, with the with the Joneses, so to speak. So uh, having no purse there, um, everybody helps each other out, and um, and it seems to be working because uh, we get calls every day on guys looking to get involved in our series. So something's working with it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, Jack, I if I if I knew, say, like uh, Tony Amico, if I called him up, said, "Hey, Tony, I got my car." I want to give it to you guys and put it in your stable. Do you guys just make it race ready and everything? I'll show up to the races and I'll race it with whatever's on the side of it or whatever. I'd go do that. You know, I don't have the money myself to be able to pump into it um, and do it for free or do it to get paid. (laughs) (laughs) Only if I can get up some sponsor money, you know, can I even afford to be able to go run the oval races today. So it's kind of, it doesn't. I don't think the purse is that big of a deal. The purse just helps you pay, you know, a couple bills. But um. well, the, the guys, I think there's just a lot of, 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 you know, we've talked many times about a lot of the race car drivers. Most race car drivers really don't understand um, the economies of how a racetrack operates, and we've all talked about that um, quite often. But on a survey that we were running recently on Real Race in USA. Um, uh, the biggest single factor that influenced drivers per the survey was purses. That was more important than cutting. They felt that was higher purses were more important than lower pit fees and entry fees and things of that nature. And yeah, but then what happens is they just don't understand don't, that. What I happens think. is when you when you have these high purses, the track has to come up with the money somehow. So then they start raising pit fees, entry fees, and then the drivers start complaining that it the every the pit fees you know cost too much and it costs too much to have their family come back in the pits yeah, with them. You, you know what you know well listen, here here it is. Okay. Our country's doing the same thing. If you increase the purses, okay, all we're gonna do is prolong the recession. Okay. Just like our stimulus package that we have, our government the only thing they're gonna do is prolong, okay, our recession. High, these high purses that people want to see, okay, is going to do nothing but prolong this problem at the races. Yeah. You know, if, if these owners don't, are not able to get a handle on um, their position, okay, and don't turn things around, um, there's going to be a lot of people doing what... Um, He's talking about right here. What, you know, what's your take? Racing for free at series like uh, this one, you know. Um, look, they've, they've got plenty of organization, and they're running in the same economic times. But how, how are your fields looking? Yes. Yeah, so, so tell what's your take on all this, uh, Lee? Well, we're still getting the fields. I hear from time to time the guys, you know, instead of racing at all. Ten weekends, you know, they may race uh, two, three weekends, and uh, to keep their license active and that sort of thing. But uh, our guys are definitely feeling. Most of our guys are in the construction industry, one way or another, mm-hmm. and um, we're definitely talking about it. But uh, uh, for instance, next weekend it's 190 bucks for the weekend to race at Sebring. Uh, most guys either camp at you know in their toter homes or what have you, and uh, you know, or camping tents and open trailers if they have that, you know, so uh, it's quite affordable, but <clears throat> I hear you, I've been, I'm involved in some other types of racing too, and, uh, you know, 
it just seems that uh, the big time, the sponsors and stuff you need just aren't there at this time. And uh, our our sport isn't really sponsor driven. And we have some retired uh, NASCAR guys messing around with us and some ARCA guy. Bob Shack's running with us from time to time. Yeah, I see that. I was reading that. And uh, Bob Shack, man, he's been around racing ARCA stuff for a long time. Yeah, forever. So we have some really neat things. Uh, uh, Larry Hoopoff from uh, North Carolina is a three-time Goodies Dash champion. He's coming down to race West Palm with us this week, and he bought uh, a couple of cars from Bob Shack, retired ARCA cars. So... Uh, it, it seems to be working, you know. Um, when times turn around here in a couple of years, probably, uh, we'll probably have more cars than we know what to do with, possibly. But uh, until then, uh, we're getting some respectable fields and uh, just plugging along and doing what we can do. Family, i got to get you my number so you can get me hooked up. So, uh, Lee, wh- what's the dates again for your upcoming events? February 14th and 15th, we kick off in West Palm. Mm-hmm. And then we follow that up with the February 21st and 22nd at Sebring. Okay, over the next two big uh, weekends that you guys have, when you have these these big races, why don't you talk around the guys and uh, uh, line up somebody to come on uh, late in the late February and uh, come on Inside Florida Racing and, and give us uh, an update on how things went at those two events and uh, a little more about the series. Sure, that'd be great. I'll definitely I'll definitely line that up. That's not a problem. Cool. Okay, well, Lee, thank you so much for uh, joining us at Inside Florida Racing tonight. Yeah, um, Lee, that was uh, really informative, man. That was great. That was well, great. Thank and you the, Thank we, you for the airtime, and I uh, appreciate what you guys are doing for the sport. And Well, thank you. We appreciate those kind words, and uh, we hope that you have great success on your kickoff this weekend. Thank you. Keep an eye on the site, and uh, stay informed, and uh, we'll be in touch. One yeah, more time. Give, here. give your website sure. one more time. All right, uh, v8.car.com. All right. Thanks so much, Lee. Thank you very much. Take care. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Hey, you know, earlier we were talking about the wreck uh, Patrick Shelter was in at the uh, Arker race this weekend. And if you don't know about the wreck, if you didn't see it, if you weren't watching the race, I have found the video and just watched it for the first time. And, wow, think about that? that was amazing. So uh, anybody else out there that wants to see it, you can get to that video via the realracingusa.com forum. About halfway down the forum, you'll see us. It'll say Sheltra slash Hollenbeck Wreck. Just click on that, and scan, uh, you will see a link to go to the video of the wreck. And it, it's really just amazing. Um, um, you know, it, it really is amazing that they, they literally come away from these accidents um, in the shape that they did. It was amazing. It took my breath away when I saw the impact. Uh, Rex, Rex, uh, you, you like those Rex stuff. Listen, when I was watching that Yes, race, I do. I know, Jack, that's horrible. I like the Rex. What can I say? I always have. DC, when I was watching that race, okay, it, 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 I jumped right up out of my seat when that wreck happened. I mean, because you're just watching the race. You see the wreck happen. You see the guy back up into the wall. No big deal. And then, and then. Then. Bam. Exactly. And then, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Check it out. We have it for you on the RealRacingUSA.com forum. Just look for Shelter Hollenbeck Wreck, and uh, you'll see a link to the video right there. We're going to take a break, and we will return inside Florida Racing.
Hi, I'm Rob Partolo, driver of the 93 ASA Late Model, and you're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Show the men Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stuff Master, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Inside Florida Racing, good evening, everyone. We are moving along from one great guest to another. It is time to start talking once again about the Florida Figure 8 Championship happening this week up at Auburndale. And on the phone with Rob and myself is Paul Grenowitz. Paul, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. How are you this evening? Doing really well. How are you? Very good. So, Paul, tell me, are you pumped up and excited to do some Figure 8 racing at Auburndale? Always. Yeah, I'm totally pumped. Uh, we're getting the car together. Just trying to find some tires right now. So that's the main challenge, just getting the right tires for the race. Right, yeah. We should be ready, though, for Friday night. We should be there. We'll probably won't make practice on Thursday, but I'll be there Friday night. And as long as the car keeps running, we'll be back Saturday and Sunday. What kind of car are you bringing? Camaro. Camaro, are you bringing one of these outlaw-type cars? It's all well, it's like our our modifieds. We don't have one of those outlaws, but it's a it's like a modified car a little bit. Yeah. Now I don't have the big wings or anything like those guys have got. Yeah, I think they just use those for sponsors anyway. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, Paul, what's your home track where you normally race at? Well, in uh, '07, I ran up at uh, Citrus County, and uh, one race up at Bronson. And there, last year we didn't get a chance to race. We were too busy with work. Trying to find work. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've run down at Bradenton and uh, Charlotte County. And St. Pete was when my home track was when, for because I started there in 1960. And we've been racing there off and on all these years till it closed down. And raced the, I raced the last race there. Wow. Now, has it has it always been um, figure eight racing for you? Or do you have you raced other classes? No, we ran the truck series for about five or six years there for the with the fast trucks. Yeah. And we ran street stocks. We ran some dirt races up in uh, Kentucky and uh, Alabama and a couple of places like that with dirt cars. That was with, like, sportsman cars. But we've run just about every class except for maybe sprint cars. And we even had a late model there for a while. But 
Sprint car is about the only thing I haven't ever run. Well, figure eight racing is uh, takes a lot of uh, you got to pay a lot of attention, and uh, we've been talking to uh, you know all these guys from up north, and Meter, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Casey the Big Cat, you know, uh, the rookie uh, R.J. Norton, you know, and uh, we talked to another philanthropist. What was his name? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask, what, but what, uh, what, that's what, the thing what, with the figure eight. So you've got to. See, with the roundy round guys, they just need to pay attention to what's, you know, in front of their hood ornament. With the figure eights, when you go through the corners, you've got to be looking at the other end of the track. See, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's why we keep crashing and banging on the corners so bad, is you got to pay attention to the other end. You can't wait until that last minute to blow out of the cor- corner into the straightaway and try to decide what you're going to do at the intersection. And that's where the people get caught. They just don't understand that you've got to be paying attention at the other end of the track, what's going on at the other end? So it's it. You keep gotta stay on your toes, and you gotta be const, constantly paying attention to everything. Now you know the world world's most hated driver will be there. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like you or anyone else. He's scary. I I don't know. I'm a little nervous about approaching him in the oh pit. Oh my god! I just remembered too. He called, he called me. He called me yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I forgot to return his call today. Uh oh. So watch out. If you're listening, John. I will call you after the show. I just remembered that. So I know he doesn't like me now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Now, I've been racing with John for many years. He's okay. We beat and bang with each other, but that's figure eight. As long as you get over it that night and the end of it, you know, we try not to dump each other too bad. I mean, it happens because we hook bumpers and stuff, but, you know, beating and banging and pushing and shoving, that's okay. You know, that's, that can be tolerated. Well, Paul, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I've ever seen you uh, race on figure eights, but I know I certainly have seen you and your whole family there racing in the trucks. And I'll tell you, it was one of the, one of the funnest times at a racetrack was watching you guys when you all raced in the fast trucks, starting at the back of the field, all, all three Grinnerwitzes coming forward. That was always oh. a fun thing to see. Oh, we enjoyed that series. I, and that's really the first time I really heavily drove Roundy round, because yeah, I've drove and driven figure eights for probably twenty five, thirty years now. So, what do you uh, think about what do you think about the uh, this event? You know, being during speed weeks and at the time that they picked it to have it, man, are you kind of excited about that? Yeah, it's, it's, I hope it comes off pretty good because it. Uh, I don't know what's happened over there at Daytona, but I hope you know they can you know draw some kind of a crowd if they advertise it to them over there. You should be able to bring some people in. Of course, many, a lot of people, you know, if they don't understand it and they think we're all crazy, you know, they're not interested in it. But once they come, I don't care how many people I bring to the track. And we can go to the circle track, go to Inverness or something and watch the Ronnie Rons. It's okay. But if I can get them to go there and watch the figure eights, they're addicted then. They have to come back. They just can't believe how crazy all of us are. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think you're going to see some good crowds there, you know, for this show. Uh, it, it's, there's been a lot of buzz about it online. Yeah, the figure eights have been kind of obscure here recently. You know, you, you, you might see some figure eight races, but I haven't seen a good figure eight race since uh, since Sunshine Speedway was open. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. You know, I uh, mean, I, I've never had, had some good races up there on Saturday nights. Sure, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, since Sunshine closed, they uh, well, even the last few years that they did run them, they went to a street stock type car. Uh, because our cars were getting way too fast. Yeah, yeah I mean the the Pro Eight, the Pro Eight ran around. With-
with big tires on, and, you know, they used their figure eights to run there, and it was very competitive. That's all anybody wants to see. They want to see 25 cars out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In, in any race, you know, right. any race exactly. 25 cars in it, I don't care what it is, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Hey, Paul, what's your car number so we can spot you when we're up at the races this weekend? It's the yellow number 40. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm all. I'm really excited. I've had for all my life. <laughs> I'm really excited, looking forward to this. will be my first time, uh, you know, at at, a, at this level of figure eight. So um, I can't wait. Ahead. I can't wait to come up there Saturday night. I can't wait so bad. I'm going to be there Thursday. I know. <laughs> and then, then you're uh, broadcasting the race on Sunday, right? Sunday. Sunday, Bill Green and Rick Angies will be broadcasting the race live over the Internet all over the world. Really? Yeah, I send, uh, we get videos all the time from the figure eights, and I send them all over the place. Yeah, and then, uh, Paul, so people can see it. They just don't understand, it, you know, you know, what's the matter with me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> You're just a little bit crazy. And, uh, just a little bit. But I enjoy putting on the show. And that's what it should be. It should be a good, fun show for families to come out and enjoy. And that's what it is. It's just, you know, it's, you know, we're performing out there. I mean, the best thing about the whole thing is to win. But, I mean, if you can put on a show, I mean, I've, I've, gotten messed up in the corners or something, got spun out or something, and end up down a half a lap to where I can't, you know, the leaders are coming through. You know, I'll come through, but, you know, I, they got the lead, I'll let them go. Mm-hmm. I will be cutting it close because at this point in time, I'm not doing nothing but showing. You know, I can't win the race, and uh, but I've got to put on a show to, you know, and, and a lot of the guys feel that way. Some of them don't. They just, they don't understand it. <laughs> If they can't control it, you stay out of the intersection. But some of them just do not pay attention. But that's the name of the game. There's no stop sign there. There's no rules. That's what some of these guys say. Well, if you're leading the race, you're supposed to stop? No. (laughs) I think you're going to see a lot of professionals in this deal. You're not going to have to put up with some of the uh, uh, local issues that you might be talking about there. You're going to see some. I don't know. I've raced with these boys up there in Indianapolis. And those guys are just... They're just as crazy as the rest of us. I mean, you know, they're professional guys where they do do a lot more. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> they put the hammer down. Ah, it's going to be nasty, mean, and gritty, and dirty, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, you know, oh, yeah. on the edge of your seat racing. If we can get enough cars over there, if what I understand is supposed to be between 20 and 25. Well, I'll tell you, while we're talking about this, i got to tell you, you know, Paul, what Joel, Joel Cohen, the promoter up at um, Speedrome, what he has done here is is something pretty cool. First of all, he's got radio in like four or five different stations. I believe five stations in the in the area, Central Florida area there, around Polk County. He made an arrangement with the uh, Lakeland Ledger, and he's got ads and and all kinds of stuff in that that paper. He's of course been all over Karnak and Real Racing USA. You know, he's been had people out like Crazy John handing out flyers at other tracks and all over the place. He's just done a hell of a lot of promotion for the event, and I think it's going to come together pretty good. I mean, it looks like the weather should be good, yeah. and from all indications, there is going to be a pretty good car count, so it should be a good, good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting pumped because I haven't raced for about a year now. All right. So I'll be out there. Right. I've raced Auburndale quite a bit, so I've you know I'm used to it. I've, those guys are used to it too because they're used to that small track up there at uh, the Speedrome, and it's they their track is even smaller than ours. 
Yeah, exactly. And for they're set up for. And for our listeners out there who are planning to attend the uh, world tour, pricing very reasonable. The Thursday, Friday, and Sunday race adults are just fifteen dollars, and on Saturday, same thing, adults fifteen dollars. So, and they also have some special passes: four-day adult passes, fifty dollars; four-day kids passes, just twenty-five dollars. So, fun, fun for the family. Yep, that's what it is for the family. Well, Paul, thanks so much for joining us on Inside Florida Racing. We look forward to watching you race up at Auburndale this week. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and get those tires on the car and get ready. Get pumped up. I appreciate it. I'm pumped. I just got to get the tires on. Get pumped up. <laughs> get the tires pumped up. There we yeah, go. Get the tires pumped up. That's right. Okay. Thanks so much, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Rob. Okay. There you go, man. You're, I'm looking forward. It's going to be fun. I, I'm still. You, Rob, you're not going to go figure eight racing, huh? No, I'm not going to go figure eight racing, but I'm still thinking about the eight, the eight star car stuff. That's, all right. All right. I did want to say something about the uh, the eight star car, the, the racetrack that he was talking about. Um, I went to the website and checked out the new Moroso Speedway. Dude, what an awesome facility they've made that. It's taken a while, but they did it, didn't they? Oh, man, they got awesome go-kart track, um, drag strip, and just a, a top-of-the-line uh, road road racing course. Anyways, you know, yeah, the the, uh, the, the uh, figure eight stuff is going to be uh, phenomenal. You know, as long as they can get all those guys down here that say they're coming, hey, you, you, you put a race on. The people will come. Don't worry. They're going to show Oh, they'll up. be there. Oh, there's be been there. a lot of talk about it. They're, I think they're going to have a really good turnout. Are you going to be uh, coming down to Auburndale? Uh, I'm going to sure try. I can't give you a for sure yet, but I'm sure going to try. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to call each other up Saturday. And, and... You know, it is Valentine's Day on that day, and my Valentine may not be too hip spended on uh at the uh, figure eight track. But and yet I'm the strange woman who's like, Valentine's Day, yeah, let's go to the racetrack. <laughs> we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing, everyone.
Inside Florida Racing, and we're back. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Remember the old saying, must-see TV? Yeah, but this is must-see racing. That's right. We have something better. It's mustseeracing.com, and we have the owner of mustseeracing.com with us tonight on Inside Florida Racing, Jim Hanks. Welcome, Jim. Well, hi, Cece. Uh, glad to be on tonight. Jim is Jim, sitting. Uh, Jim is. Rob. Hang on, Rob. Jim is sitting, just so everybody knows, Jim is sitting up in his easy chair by the fire with the snow drifting over the top of his house out in the woods in northern Michigan. Yeah, I don't know whether to say that sounds good or I'm sorry. Are you, are you, up, are you close, up in the UP? How close were we? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm in Michigan. Actually, I'm just north of uh, uh, the metropolitan Detroit area, so I'm not... I'm up, not up there with the polar bears, but it's oh, okay. cold up here, I can tell you that. <laughs> so I'm Sitting here watching some uh, SK Modifieds on your site. Does it, you, From uh, last year at New Smyrna, the World yeah. Series back high racing, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess it's a little prelude to what's coming. So, so Jim, tell us all about your website, mustseeracing.com. What what gave birth this idea to this website? Well, um, oh, look I, at that wreck! I'm sorry, I'm watching your, I'm looking I, at your I, website. I've been involved with uh, racing for quite a long time. I own a uh, a, a sprint car team, and we've raced uh, nationally uh, with USAC. We've run wing sprints. And we've raced our car down in Florida with the TBARA mm-hmm. uh, for five or six years. And, um, you know, we, I could just see, this was last year, that there was quite a demand for some of the special events, like New Smyrna's event. And last year we covered the Little 500 up in uh, Indiana and the Midget 400, where race fans had no way where they could see a special event because uh, they weren't on TV, they couldn't get DVDs. So uh, we put these events on the Internet. Um, and uh, that's how we be- we began this, and that was in 2008. Now, we're kind of moving it up this year. Must Be Racing uh, not only is going to put the events on our website, which uh, race fans can see in, the, in its entirety, but in the state of Michigan and uh, throughout Indiana, we're going to have seven events on uh, television. We're going to be on uh, Comcast Cable, and uh, we've got... Um, our first event is a winged sprint race from Salem Speedway uh, in Indiana. And then uh, our second event is at Winchester Speedway. Uh, it's called the King of the Wings, which is a big winged paved race uh, up here. And then, of course, everyone's familiar with the little 500 in sprint car racing. We're going to have the Wednesday night race. Uh, there's now going to be a winged sprint race, which we're going to televise. Then we're going to have the Little 500. We're going to cover the Midget 400. And then we've got a race out of Michigan at at Berlin Speedway for sprint cars and one at Toledo. So what we're doing this year is we're going to have seven uh, open-wheel events on our website, and we're also going to be on on television. Wow, quite quite impressive. Now, is there, um, for your website, mustseeracing.com, um, racing fans can just come and 
watch videos and the special events for free? Is there a subscription for some of the parts of your website, or is it all just no. supported by advertisers? Uh, it's exactly how we're doing it. Um, in fact, if you go to our site, as you say, it's mustbracing.com, any of the events that we did last year are already on there, and people can see it in their entirety, the events. Um, and all our TV shows this year will also be on the website. And all you've got to do is become a member of Must See Racing. And uh, all the events, all the video for free, uh, the, like race teams and drivers, even racetracks. That we've got sections in there where if you want to put pictures of your car or video of mm-hmm. your car, video of events, if a racetrack wants to do some promotion, uh, we can do that. In fact, I was listening to your, your program about the problem of fans and ticket prices and uh, yeah. how much is the purse, the affordability of race. Mm-hmm. That's really um, a big part of what we're trying to to address here. You know, we've got the same problems in Michigan that Indiana has, that Florida has. You know, we've got a, a situation here that when you think about it, all the players, um, when I talk about the players, the race series, the race track, the race team, the sponsors, the fans, the media, you know, we're really all hooked together to him. Whether we like it or we don't like it, we are. You know, what's in the past, what's worked as something good for one of them generally meant it was good for everybody. And I think that's changed. Um, all the players now have such separate and independent agendas that it's turned into what's bad for one is bad for all. And CC, you mentioned it earlier. You know, you, a promoter raises the purse which makes the series and the drivers happy, but he's got to raise the price of the ticket. And, you know, you wind up with a, a good event with a lot of cars and nobody in the stand. And what we're doing at Musty Racing, we're not only televising these events, but uh, most of them we're actually sponsoring the event. And what we're tempted to do is keep all the players that still hooked together at the hip and, you know, we just think it's time that uh, we've got to change the way we're doing business. Um, you know, I own a sprint car team, for instance. And, you know, we raised for 1500 to $2,000 to win in any particular night. Well, it cost $1,800 to run a car. And if you went out and won every single race you were in all season long, it still doesn't pay the expenses. And it's it's at the point that we're losing cars. Mm-hmm. Track, um, you know, you were talking about the figure eight, which is great racing. School bus racing is great racing, but I, a lot of the tracks are heading toward those kind of events, um, which means it's harder and harder to get a, uh, and I, you know, my background is sprint cars, it's harder and harder for the series to get a, a, uh, a race at a track because the track can make more money doing figure eight school buses, you know, drifting. You know, a lot of the tracks up here have uh, motocross events. And mm-hmm. you know, what Must Be Racing is doing is we're trying to, to take some great events, and these are all, you know, high-profile tracks. First 
thing we did is we unified the series up there. We have two major series, the Auto Value Super Sprint, based in Michigan, and Hawk, the Hoosier Outlaw Sprint in uh, Indiana, plus uh, the owner of Anderson Speedway is down there talking to the TBARA guys tonight. They're invited to this. Rather than them race at separate tracks and, and you know, kind of get into turf wars, for these events, all the sanctioning bodies are going to participate. Oh, that would be great. Well, what that does, car count's been a problem. So that solves the car count problem. We're going to take advertising dollars from TV, and we're going to subsidize the so that the racetrack uh, doesn't have to pay and be liable and take risks for a big purse. So the racetrack wins because they're going to get a big show with a big car count for an affordable price, which means they can sell the tickets to the race fans at a good price. Um, and, of course, the race teams have a big advantage because you take anybody in racing, if they're sitting in their chair right now and they think about what's the chances of getting the sponsor as they sit compared to if they're on TV, and we're going to be going to almost 2 million households, well, their chances, their value goes up. So somebody's interested in sponsoring them because they can get exposures on television. So folks need to definitely go to com. Make sure that you um, join because... It's a completely uh, free site. Now, but as things go, as I've always uh, seen in the past, it's always good to become a member because if things do go to subscription-based, a lot of times they keep their members or give their members priority. That's right. Well, that's for sure. And, you know, we want to invite every race driver and race team out there to put their profiles and photos and information on here because, um, you know, it's good for the, the, the members of must-see racing. And the other thing is it, it's a good way to get exposure to a whole lot of people if, if they're talking to sponsors. And members? to the most recent member of mustseeracing.com. Oh, is it Bonehead? Go on there and look. <laughs> Did you just join? I just joined as you were as you were giving your uh, speech. And uh, uh, once you become a member, you can upload your own videos, audio, and pictures. You can blog. You can participate in the message board. Um, you know, it's a it's a great way to get your name out there and get the videos of your racing to help you attract sponsors. It's mustseeracing.com. Take advantage of this great free site mustseeracing.com. Jim Hanks, thank you so much for joining us on Inside Florida Racing. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck with your race season. And I will be signing up and uh, joining up next here on mustseeracing.com. Yeah, Jim, uh, keep up those videos, man. I mean, this is definitely something that is great for the sport. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, I also appreciate having me on the show. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy, bud. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Okay. MustSeeRacing.com. Check it out today. MustSeeRacing.com. And uh, another great, you know, racing website that you can take advantage of. Yeah, they got all kinds of videos on there, not only of uh, things they've done, but videos that other people have put up there that... You might find interesting, you fans out there that love to see wrecks and crashes. Uh. Oh, and they got they have some posted right on their homepage too. And I'll tell Didn't you, miss it. as we go through this year, um, we will have Jim back uh, several times because besides uh, putting the 
the video whole deal of TV that he's doing online. Um, he's very active in this industry, um, uh, looking for ways to improve um, attendance at racetracks, and as he was alluding to, getting people working in the same direction, um, which is getting harder and harder to do. Is it time to do carding yet, Jack? It is time to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hopefully, we're going to hook up tonight with uh, Jimmy Sims, yeah, the president of the FKA. Folks, we'll be right back. On Inside Florida Racing. Inside Florida Racing, and uh, you know what doesn't come easy. What doesn't What's come that? that doesn't come easy is uh, when we uh, select our Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month, and then of course Driver of the Year, um, and uh, that'll be happening again. We're kind of behind, aren't we? No. Uh, yeah, but we'll play catch up. But I got to tell you, you are the master of segue. I mean, um, that was. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
in, in, in just just you know you don't want to go anywhere. You're going to want to stick around because come say that yeah. co- coming up probably right around oh eight thirty, give or take a few minutes. We have a big announcement concerning the Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Year program that we do. Well, heck, that'll be a big big surprise to me. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I love how you guys surprise me, uh, folks. It's time to do some go karting. Uh, we'll do our weekly go karting news. Uh, I guess we don't have any more background music for it, but that's okay. The man that's coming forward here, he doesn't need any background music. Folks, we've got none other than Jimmy Sims. He is the president of the Sporting Cardi Association. Jimmy, how you doing? Uh, great, Jay, and thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, my name's Rob, by the way. Uh, Rob, okay. Well, yeah, I'm Rob. A few yeah. Minutes ago. yeah, he's on here with us, too, and CC. Uh, CC, are you there? Normally she says Okay, no, no, I'm I'm here. I'm 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 working on a little project here for Jack. Okay. But sorry. So, uh, Jimmy, talk to the fans a little bit about um, what exactly the Florida Karting Association is and uh, uh, what position you have in uh, in uh, karting today and uh, trying to promote it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Rob, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me once again. Thanks for having me on the show in the karting industry this day and time. Hey, we appreciate any exposure, and from especially the media, uh, you reach a, a large volume of people, and we're excited about being able to share some of our experience today, tonight, with a lot of people. I've been associated with Florida Carling for probably 20, 25 years, and we are a state organization that travels around to different tracks, which uh, is hosted by, for example, my next state race is at Dirt Devil Speedway, on March 21st, which is, uh, we just, we finished up a race at Crossroads Motorplex this past weekend, and hence the the reason for the hoarseness in my voice, I don't know if you guys down south or uh, experience any wintertime, but up here, Friday and Saturday night both, it was basically around 25 to 28 degrees. <laughs> so, well, if you're not exactly used to that going on, it yeah. takes a little bit of a toll, Rob. Believe it or not, I think... Uh the other two, they're from down south. I'm here in Tampa. Okay. And uh, I know even in Brooksville, so it was amazing how cold that it got here. But uh, you know what? I think Jack and Cece, they pretty much froze with the rest of us, too, here last week. <laughs> well, hey, we, we've had our share of it this winter. And, and, and I'm not saying anything because hopefully to get rid of some of those uh, nasty love bugs from down the Gainesville area. But yeah, the, the, great. The, the kart racing scene is, is good, the economy right now has uh, diminished the capacity of the entries, and it's probably affected everything from NASCAR down to peewee racing, you know, but I'm proud to say that I'm part of a movement that uh, kart racing, 20 years ago we had, uh, for example, at a state event, we might would have, I don't know, 35 to 76 entries. And as much as two years ago, I normally averaged around 400 entries, Rob, Yeah. which that's I mean, that's great. Yeah. Well, the economy is not the best, but even with the economy not being the best, this past weekend I had over 200 entries. And uh, like I say, going into Tampa, I'll have a contingency of quite a few what we call champ carts. Now, they'll, uh, they'll be loaded up down at Dirt Devil Speedway. Yeah, go ahead. Are, are these the uh, – now, we're familiar and our fans are familiar with the DeSoto – Champ carts, uh, that's a series that Chad Dawkins and Dustin Chisholm and them, and uh, 
They're running around these tracks putting on heck of a show. Now, is that the same guy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dusty Chisholm, that's a, that's a name from the past. He started racing with me when he was just came up minding your knees. Sure, yeah. He, you know it. He it, and it, his dad. Yeah, and he's been on the show. We just had him on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, we'll be talking about him later. I know he did well in a race over the weekend. I think he finished second or something. And, uh, yeah, he's, we've all been watching him, you know, grow up racing and racing cars now, and uh, he's still, you know, doing well in carts. And uh, what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, Jimmy, is uh, um, me and you know each other. Um, I know where your heart's at when it comes to uh, – uh, racing and how much that you put into carts, uh, especially in around the Dirt Devil Speedway there. And, uh, you know, you've seen so many guys as young kids start racing and become stars today. And, uh, you know, one of them, like uh, Sean Smith, he's he's one that, you know, spent many days out there running around the go-kart tracks and uh, is a phenomenal race car driver. Um what yes, do you sir, think about the importance of that, you know, uh, continuing? Well, <clears throat> karting, the karting experience, when you start out early, uh, it instills patience and it, and it instills a regiment that uh, it, it, it demands a lot of thinking and it demands a lot of understanding. Um, kids this day and time, you know, if you're on the racetrack, sure, you might get a, bru- a bruised arm or... Hey, once in a while we might have a spring, but more than, more so than that, it, it's a controlled environment in which we all know where our kids are now. With that said, the kids I've experienced, and I use uh, Eric Amarilla as one. Sam, I, I I tell everybody I told him all he knows, and Sam was hanging out once in a while. But hey, I, I'm proud to say you know, hey, he came from uh, FKA Racing also. Uh, but I, the Ryan Cranes. Uh, the Dusty Chisholms, I could name names all night long, Rob, with those who've got to start in kart racing. And, and it's, a great, it's a great experience to where, once, once again, there's a lot, a lot of regiment involved in which discipline is instilled in a, in a young person. And they can carry this forward with them no matter whether they stop at kart racing or they get into legend carts or they get into uh, uh, late car, you know, stock cars, or to go to NASCAR. Right. But, but it's something that stays with these kids uh, and I say kids, I, I want to mention this, girls and boys. We have sure. quite a field of girls also, and they hold their own. But but it's a family outing. It's an activity that we can brag on that Grandmama, Granddaddy, Uncle Fred, they, they all are welcome at my event. And I brag about it and pat myself on the back that I feel like I'm one of the founders that helped create the environment in which everybody can be invited to come out, and, and certainly rightly so, without having... Uh, problems and uh so with, with that said you know uh we, we've got all kind of programs we've implemented i've just recently here about a year ago started a box stock project program in which it involves a more economical class that allows you to get into racing at uh, a better price rather than having to pay big bucks or big dollars but uh i'm 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 excited about it. i've got uh tracks such as hurricane speedway down in titusville Daryl leg Dirt Devil Speedway, Sam Rodriguez and Terry, and I got Crossroads Motorplex, Wade Murphy. I've got Speedway Park, Ronnie Rokiski, and uh, I got Sumter Motorsports Park by uh, Sheldon Gecker, Gecker Motorsports, and uh, I've got a lot of sponsorship with what I call my box stock program, and 
that's a program, like I, I've explained, that allows young people to get in racing at a more affordable uh, amount of money without spending a lot and find out if you like it or not. Right. You know, I don't need a kid but just about one adding, Rob, and he's going to be hooked. <laughs> how, how many TVs in America this Saturday is, uh, or this weekend is going to be uh, on racing? About 90% of them. Right. So racing is just a part of life. And like I say, I pride myself on being a part. In my heart, I'm still 25 years old, Rob. Even though I'm a little bit older than that. How but, long uh, have you been? Uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, well, promotion. I started back in uh, associated with it in 1979 in uh, Lake Park, Georgia, where we used to build a few uh, race-ready engines. And you might say we uh, we tweaked those just a bit. And, and you know something? You cheated. We, yeah, well, I don't say a word. And and even today, we still have to have tech because of guys like me that started it a lot of years ago and did a little tweaking. And it depends on how far you tweak it, though, now, Rob. Yeah, I know. I know how the game works. We had Victor Peters on the King of Tweaks uh, last week. Uh, like Victor, you know, Victor's been a great um Victor's an inspiration for, for a lot you know. of kids. He really is, you know, and I... I wish that I had more time in, in all these uh, segments that I have, you know, to, to talk more about it because I have a passion for the sport because I started out in it. I started out in 1979 and 80 racing go-karts, you know, and uh, on a dirt track in Tampa. And uh, it's funny, Sam Rodriguez was on a couple weeks ago, and uh, he talked about that racetrack, you know. And I remember when I was a kid racing and Sam was racing karts and his kids were racing, you know. And if you look now, what has happened over the years um not guys like me have that, that have gone to racing cars and and sam's raced many things you know and uh i talked to guys like chad Dawkins, you know he's raced many things and dustin's raced many things you know and uh it's just another racing class but in a lot of ways you always remember it i have more more memories i think sometimes of uh Carding situations because it's where I learned a lot of things. Well, all of us, you know, life is uh, a simple, short journey, and in which along the way, all of us have to have an extracurricular activity, in which I choose mine to be a family sporting activity that I call kart racing. And I encourage everyone to come out, check us out. You know, you have a website? Yes, sir. The website, check me out at the initials FKA Dirt series.com and in the state of florida we've got a big family uh the, the spotty family they've been in racing a lot of years ts racing and incidentally they support my box stock project in radical racing moon power south pec mega nine racing these are people that we're part of the karting industry and we need more people and i appreciate the exposure that your show gives the carter to try to generate more interest in Mom and Dad and Uncle Fred coming out and finding out what it's all about. That, that's where we get our new new blood from, Rob. You guys race on just dirt or asphalt? We're just dirt people. But, hey, I love my asphalt. Crossroads Motorplex. Wade Murphy has got a fifth-mile clay oval track, one of the greatest in the state, and he's got a fifth-mile asphalt track right next door. He has one great facility. I wish I could talk more people in the asphalt racing. Back. Hey, is there still uh is that dirt track still there at Maxville? Yes, it is. Maxville, Florida. It, it's open once 
uh, twice a year, and then it's closed once or twice a year. So it, it's up in the air. But Maxville, believe it or not, has changed hands so many times. Not the ownership, but the the lease And uh, uh, so I, I just, you know, it, it the, the, let me put it this way. The environment's not conducive to racing over there because it's real low, Rob. Yeah. And it can rain for five minutes and you yeah. have to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was funny. I, I bring that up because every time I used to go race up there at Jacksonville, the Hunter's Third Complex, there uh, we'd go by that. We'd go by that place. I remember on the way home one night, we stopped in there. And I had twin, twin Yamaha card at that time, and they were like, "Well, you can race that thing in the open class." I remember we ended up racing that night on the dirt. It was great. It was one of the funnest times I ever had. That, that's some of the best racing okay. I've ever attended. Oh, we we went down and we fought for the longest. And I said, dang, the race might break out if we stay, if we can survive another 30 minutes. And sure enough, you stay there long enough and a race broke out. Getting Not beating up on Maxfield. I'm just, I pride myself on years ago, Rob. I, I come from way back, even early days in stock car racing back in the 60s. And you and I both can, uh, and equate to the part about that a lot of fighting going on, and once and then, then a race would break out right. later, right? Well, it's all racing there at the carts. Uh, okay, so let's go over this. It's going to be uh, March 21st at Dirt Devil Speedway, right? That's correct. My next April state 25th, race. April 25th at Crossroads. Yes. And then uh, to be announced on May 30th. Yes. Then we go to June 27th to be announced, and then back at Dirt Devil August 29th. That's correct, Rob. So anybody that's looking for some excitement for that particular weekend, you know, mark your calendar and make plans to attend because if you aren't careful, you can become addicted just like the rest of us. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because we're one great family, and we look after each other. You can turn your kids loose at my event come March 21st at Death Devil Speedway. You don't have to worry about somebody molesting them or somebody kidnapping them or somebody grabbing them at the, uh, at the Tampa Mall. All my families, and, and, my, and especially the ladies, the mothers, they said, Jimmy, if my kid was missing over three minutes and I was downtown at the Tampa Mall, right now I'd be having a heart attack. So w- once again, I, I, I pride ourselves on the environment in which we participate with a family activity called cart racing, Rob. And I invite everybody to come out, check us out, and uh, join in on the fun. Well, all right. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight, folks. Check out SKA Dirt series.com for all the uh, FKA schedules. Uh, you can check out all the classes. they got multiple classes for every age group, size, uh, different motor categories. And uh, uh, Jimmy Sims, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with. Rob, thank you so much for having me on the show, and I look forward to maybe give me an invite a little later on in the year, and I'd be glad to come back home. So I wish you all the best, and thank you very much. All right. All right. Okay, Jimmy. Bye. Okay. What a great interview, Rob. And uh, now I think it's time to uh, cover some ooh, cool racing, cart racing news. The Florida Karting Series opened their 2009 season in Jasper, Florida this past Saturday. Some of the winners of the larger classes included David Hickens Sr. in box stock heavy, Seth Adams in junior stock, Zach Speshock in both the Junior Sportsman 2A and 2B classes, Rick English in Stock Medium, um, Austin Struth in Stock Light, Austin Blankenship in Junior Sportsman, Blake Mosley in Junior Restricted Gold Plate, and Victor Peters in Stock Heavy. Congratulations to all the winners. 
And Romay Venta won the DeSoto Champ Cart Series race at Citrus County Speedway this past Saturday night. Dustin Chisholm was second with uh, Kenner Brown the third, finishing third in the race. And remember, every Monday night on Inside Florida Racing at 8 o'clock, Rob will do his Carden Report. If you would like to um, fe- be featured on his Carding Report, maybe there's a, a Carter in your family, you can get a hold of us at feedback at realracingusa.com or text us at 941-228-8359 if you have something that you want featured in a Bonehead's Carding Report. Hey. Yeah. It is time. It's time. It's time to go to the east coast of Florida. Live. Live from the tower at New Smyrna Speedway. The World Series of Motorsports. The voice of New Smyrna Speedway, Mark Keeler, live from the Speedway. What's up, man? Hey, Mark. How you guys doing? Doing doing, well. We're doing good. I'm sure we're doing. I'm doing. We're doing pretty good. We're hanging in there. Site number four. We got five nights left. We're uh, under caution right now with the tour modified feature. About a handful of laps in. 23 cars right now on track doing battle. And uh, if you've missed the first four nights or the first three nights here, you've missed some unbelievable racing. we got 22 sprint cars here tonight, going to go for 30 laps. we got, uh, of course, the tour-type modifieds out there. The crate late models have been putting on some unbelievable racing. And uh, both the first two nights, the leader went to the outside to get it done in the crate late models. The uh, the outside groove here at New Smyrna is in, and it's in in a big way. So what are the sprint cars like, man? Tell us about it. Uh, it's it's insanity on four wheels is basically all I can say. 15.3 seconds at the half mile, that's an average speed of 115 miles an hour. So they're cranking when they get into those corners, I'll tell you. That's How many awesome. of those guys are there? Uh, tonight we have 22. Last night we had 27 take the green. Dave Steele started 12. And uh, 17 laps in, ended up, uh, was able to take the lead. Troy DeCare followed him through the field and came home second. But uh, Dave Steele started off tonight taking home the heat race win, so... We're looking for good things tonight for night number four here. It's all tonight. It's, uh, it's, it's insanity, but I'll tell you what, if you like stock car racing, there's no better place to be than at this half mile. Hey, uh, Mark, what? Engines. They just took the green again for the modified. Wow. I hear them, Mark. Sounds great. Shit, you're taking the time to talk hey, to hey, hey, Mark, uh, uh, bes- yeah. besides Johnny K destroying his brand-new car, what are some of the other highlights of the uh, late models and super late model uh-huh. deals? Last night we had one of the best super late model races I've ever seen. Uh, we had two cars battling it out for second side-by-side for almost the entire 30 laps. It was Jeff Choquette and Wayne Anderson. Either one of them could have missed by an inch and taken the other car out, and they raced each other with some respect. It was unbelievable racing last night. Behind them they were stacked up two-by-two two all the way back. So uh, it's been pretty amazing. Teddy Christopher right now leading the modified feature. Ryan Newman's here in the 7NY modified. He's actually running fourth right now on the track, getting ready to take over the third spot. Jimmy blew it down the backstretch. So I'll tell you what, if you're missing it, you, you gotta you got to make it out here. Right. Smyrna. Ryan Newman's going to be back tomorrow night again behind the wheel of the modified. Well, keep us, keep, us, keep us going there for a few laps. What's going on out on that track uh, right now? He just threw a yellow, and I can't see why. I'm trying to figure out what the yellow is, but I'll tell you what, Ryan Newman just moved up to third. He spun earlier today in, uh, in qualifying, so Ryan Newman doing a good job. First time behind the wheel of Modified here. And uh, he, he, Are those the big block Modified? These are the big guns. These are the uh, same same cars that run on the Wheel of Modified Tour, the NASCAR Tour Mods. They have the True Value Modified Tour, the ROC. There's about three or four different tours in the Northeast, and we've got the best of the best, the cream of the crop with us here. Wow. Huh. 
So uh, go ahead, Cece. No, I was going to say, what, what happened with Johnny K? You mentioned um, him wrecking his car. What, what I'll happened? I'll tell you what, it was one of the scariest hits I've ever seen here at New Smyrna. He was going down into turn one, looked like something. I, I couldn't tell if there was contact or if something broke, but the car shot straight up and into the wall. Oh, my. At, uh, full speed, but, you know, all the safety equipment and the great job of the track safety crew. Johnny K was okay. Unfortunately, the car, they can't say the same about, but uh, but That's Johnny K was able to walk away, so... That's unfortunate for him because uh, I know he struggles just to bring a car and well, car out on the racetrack. Mark, I know that uh, Choquette is obviously in the running for the for the for the final uh, for the championship in that thing. Who are some of the top guys in the super late models? Who who's battling it out for the championship? It's, it's really no surprises there. Dave Rogers came out to a quick time first two nights and then ended up taking the win last night, night number three. He's been really really fast in that number eleven car. Of course, you got Timmy Russell, Wayne Anderson up there. Matt Bowers made an appearance last night in his car, and he was one of the cars to beat. So uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's kind of the, the uh, typical names in super late model racing down here in Florida, but then you add in guys like Jack Landis that have come down with his number 10 out of Ohio, and, of course, he's up in the running each and every night. But uh, right now, it's, it's pretty much the Choquette show. It's his to, to win or lose at this point, taking home a win in the first two nights. And then I, I still haven't figured out if he finished second or third last night because him and Anderson was a dead heat at the start-finish line. That's amazing, man. Go ahead, so I, like Like I said, I mean, they, they, there's some people talking about the rough night we had on night number one. But I'll tell you, when you're getting ready to put all these race cars on the track for nine nights, naturally uh, – Luck isn't always going to play in your favor, but we sure made up for it in a big way last night. And uh, on night number three, it was some of the best racing in every single division that we've seen here at New Smart Speedway. Okay, so this is night number four. Take us through yeah. the take us through the rest of the week. What you got coming up? Uh, tomorrow night, it's a standard show. The tour type mods, SK mods, uh, three types of late models. The Florida Modified is going to be here. And then uh, Wednesday night, we have a 50 lapper for the Florida mods, and of course the John Lewis the Third Memorial for the Tour Modified. And that's a 50-lapper as well, and that's going to be the last night for the Florida Modifieds here. And then on Thursday, we bring in the Pro Trucks, and they're going to wrap up uh, action here for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Of course, Friday night, the Big Richie Evans Memorial and that second annual Modified reunion, that's going to be huge. Actually, uh, Bugsy Stevens is here with us tonight signing some autographs in the grandstands. Uh, you never know who you're going to see. We have Bob Dillner from Speed Channel been out and about. He had a nice piece on us on Saturday on Speed Channel's coverage. A lot of people and, uh, saw that. Yeah, it was it was an excellent piece. Uh, they, they really did a great job. Speed uh, Speed Channel's been here with us pretty much all week, so you never know who you're going to see here in the grandstands to do Smyrna. And like I said, Ryan Newman's out here driving, so you never know. We had Gary Saint-Amont here the other night spotting for uh, our crazy late model winner on night number two, Landing Castle. So it's it, it's the place to see and be seen. Right now, I'm looking down over the grandstands. They're absolutely packed to the gills here at New Smyrna. Cool. I'll tell you, New Smyrna, Jack, is really one of those tracks I, I'd love to yeah. to go to for sprints because, you know, I've been there for other for the Governor's Cup, and I'd love to be there for sprints. I just think that would be incredible to watch there. Rob, you got anything for Mark? Man, I'm just excited for Mark, man. He gets to be right there in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. Rob and I are jealous. He run his mouth about it the whole time. All right, man. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's a marathon. I still have some of my voice left. It's going away a little more each day, but I wouldn't trade this right here for anything in the world. Oh, All enjoy right, Mark. it, Mark. Thank be rented. Mark, thank you very, very much for the update, and we'll see you on Friday. All right, excellent. We're five laps into the mod. You guys still have time. If you can hear us, get on out here to New Smyrna tonight, tomorrow. we got five nights left, and uh, it's unbelievable. Thank you, Jack, for uh, allowing me to do this. Hey, is, and, uh, somebody else, is somebody announcing the mod race right now? Uh, actually, the, the pretty much a voice synonymous with racing in the Northeast, Ben Dodge. He handles the announcing for the tour type mods and the FK mods. So, Can you uh, take us over there and get, get like close to him while he's I, doing all that talking? 
Unfortunately, I can't because between all the media and everything else that's working here, I can't even get near that tower oh, right man. now. Okay. I'm uh, down at the other end in the uh, VIP suite, hanging high above, and uh, just kind of takes a break for a few minutes. All right, Mark. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you got it. Thanks, Jack. Bye, right. Mark. Take it easy. All right. There you have it. Live from New Smyrna Speedway, the World I tried, Series. Jack, of... I tried to get some. Oh, I know. I know. You tried, but I, I, I know what that picture's like there. He's, uh, sure. There's no where he's, way he's going to move around and get where, where the, he needed to be to do that one. But, uh, hey, it's um, that time where, like, uh, like you said, there's some catching up to do. We uh, Next week we'll name the... Uh, <clears throat> Driver of the Month. For January. For January. Um, we have a whole new deal this year. Uh, I know, and I'm really excited about it. Make the announcement. As a matter of fact, it. hang on. Okay. Uh, let's take a very, very short break. Oh, and, uh, what's a teaser? Oh, we have. Huh? What We're are you teasing you. We're going to tell you about it when we get back. Yeah, we are. We'll be right back. Florida Racing with the announcement everyone's been waiting to hear. What are they doing this year for their Driver of the Month and Driver of the Year program? And now, the man with the plan. Well, we here can, you go. We can reveal it now. And well, I'm, we can. I'm excited because I'm, you know, I'm sneaking here. I'm looking at their website and. Well, we want to introduce. Uh, wonderful. We want to introduce Terry Wall, who is the uh, national representative, sales and marketing representative for Real Racing USA, and. Um, how you doing, Terry? Hey, Terry. Uh, doing good, Rob. Thank you, Jack, for that wonderful introduction. Hi, so, Terry. Uh, my goodness. Hi, Cece. Hi. So, I'll have a ring soon for you to model. Oh, awesome. I can't wait. So uh, oh, I, I better make the announcement. Yeah, go for yeah. it, Terry. We're going to let you do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen of Real Racing USA and Florida, inside Florida Racing, we have procured, that's a big word, we have procured another ring for Driver of the Year, Florida Racing Driver of the Year, in 2009. I don't know when it will be presented. but Hildebrand in, in 2010, out, but go ahead. 2010, okay. Hildebrand Jewelers out of Perryville, Missouri, um, and I'm sure Cece will have the website for you, uh, yep. has been contracted. I have a signed contract by the owner, Kevin Hildebrand, to um, provide uh, Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA with a Driver of the Year ring, which will be retail value at approximately $4,000. Well, Terry, I am I am looking at the HildebrandJewelers.com website, and 
on their home page, they have their gorgeous rings that they did for the ASA. Yes. And I actually got those for the ASA also. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry. That just and that's what I call it. That just lets us know the quality product they put out and what we can look forward to of what we're going to have in our with our Inside Florida Racing um, Driver of the Year program. And I'm just so excited. You did a great job, Terry. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. And uh, and uh, other thing I'm working on for UCC and. Uh, I just uh, also, uh, Jack, uh, as we had talked in uh, post-production, uh, I am working on uh, getting uh, plaques for the driver of the month, which we're behind a little bit, but uh, there should be some news on that uh, before the end of the week. I'll tell you what, you weren't able to be there, Terry, but it was uh, very exciting earlier this month, um, as uh, Cece and Rob can attest, when uh, uh, we presented the... Uh, Pandora Jewelers inside uh, Florida Racing uh, Driver of the Year ring, the $3,800 gold and silver beautiful ring to Johnny Collins at East Bay Raceway Park. And he was excited. Oh, my God. Yes, he was. He was thrilled. It was Johnny Collins' year, and uh, I'm surprised that we actually... Uh, extricated the ring off CC's finger. She <laughs> um, didn't want to give it up, but uh, hey, I, you know, but but it was Johnny, Johnny Collins, so I gladly turned the ring over. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, this year it is uh, it's it's going to be a fun deal doing this again, and uh, we'll have some some things that we do this year that uh, are new uh, around right. this thing. And uh, well, uh, I one thing I wanted to bring up, Jack. Uh, this but you got to get it to me quick so I can put it in the pawn shop, man. You can't imagine, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Jack made, I think he made some pretty good interest off of that last year. Yeah, I, I, that's what I heard. I, again, I'm surprised CC didn't uh, uh, wear the ring all year. But anyway. They wouldn't let me, Terry. Trust me, I would have, but I would have had to get it, had to get it, fit it for me. But, um, you know, they, they, they only let me take the ring out and play with it for a small amount of time. Oh, I see. Well, one thing, Jack, I wanted to bring up, and, and if we can do this this year, uh, I would love to do it, and if we can get a couple sponsors to uh, procure this, I, I, I would like to have all 12 nominated drivers at the next presentation. Um, I don't know how we can do that or figure it out, uh, entice them with money or or, tro- or uh, well, products or whatever. And try to get maybe a, a, a second and third place uh, award, too. And uh, Right. I think it. I think I think that's a good idea, Terry. And you know, East Bay giving us a place to do it. Um, I think we should be able to make something like that happen. And uh, you should be able to get some sponsors with all your knowledge and techniques that you have of choking that money out. Well, well, you know, guys, <laughs> be, before we start jumping the gun and talking about having, you know, the twelve drivers there. We first need to get our very first driver of the year for 2009, our January driver. So, listeners, what we say to you is now is the time to get a hold of us and nominate somebody for um, our January driver of the month. We may not not, uh, be the person. We we may not accept the people that you uh, nominate, but we certainly always uh, consider it. That's for sure. I'm going to nominate Daniel Webster for kicking my butt up there in Citrus so fast. and everyone else that was on the race. Of, of course, of course, the overall of uh, yeah, the people that, uh, of course, as Terry knows and, and Rob and Cece know about, we, we we will we're in the process of, of uh, 
forming the, uh, it's actually already formed, but we're kind of finalizing it now, the Florida Motorsports Media Association, and that's uh, uh, the media organization that will uh, present these kind of awards and, and have a big say in how it goes because the media people, the people out there, the news writers, the photographers, and, and people like that, they see what goes on around uh, all the tracks. and uh, So there will be a lot of media people having uh, an input in this whole thing. But we Do we dare open it up to the fans? We always accept. You know, we always we always like to let the fans uh, let us, you know, know what they're. Uh, they give us input whether we open it up to them or not. Absolutely. And they can email us feedback at realracingusa.com. That's feedback at realracingusa.com. Right. And uh, Terry, I want you to stay tuned, man, because we're getting ready to talk to uh, the new owner at Bronson Motor Speedway, uh, Tony Parker. So uh, Tony Parker. Really? Yeah. So hang on there and. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll, all right. We'll talk. Oh, I'll be listening. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thank you all. Bye, Terry. Bye, bye. Okay. And if you want to get an idea, get a sense of what kind of um, uh, racing rings that uh, Hildebrand Jewelers make, go to Hildebrandjewelers dot com. That's H I L D E R B R A N D Jewelers dot com. And check out those gorgeous ASA rings on their homepage. Um, Hildebrandjewelers.com, the new sponsor of the Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Year program. Coming up, we are going to be talking to the new owner of Bronson Motor Speedway, Tony Parker. And uh, remember, we need your feedback because next Monday night we will be announcing our January Driver of the Month. Please email us um, with people, with drivers to consider. Feedback at realracingusa.com. Feedback at realracingusa.com. And remember, when you are looking to get new shirts, hats, any kind of gear for your racing team or your business, maybe your sports team, consider Fancy Work Embroidery. Just go to fancyworkembroidery.com. Fancy Work Embroidery is owned by the Mays family, a racing family, and um, they do top-notch embroidery work. They also do T-shirts and just outstanding caps. Um, they are the, the maker of my uh, racing caps that I give away on Kicks Country 92.9. They make uh, my the Inside Florida Racing staff shirts, my Inside Florida Racing jacket, quality work, Fancy Work Embroidery. You find them online at fancyworkembroidery.com. Well, I tell you, CC, I am uh, really proud to, to introduce our next guest because uh, this is his first uh, appearance uh, not only on Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA. This is his first interview as the new uh, owner of Bronson Motor Speedway. Well, Rob and I promised to be gentle with him. Tony Parker. Hi, Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Hey. Welcome, Welcome. to the show. Thank you. Are, are you ready to be a track owner, Tony? Well, I better be, Hatton. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the middle of it now. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a huge undertaking from what we've uh, learned by uh, some of the recent past track owners. Yeah, sure. Not necessarily there, but I'm saying uh, at other places. Uh, but I'm sure you're looking forward to it, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am, and uh, I guess the thing that, that uh, eases me the most in, in this here adventure here is 
Uh, I've been here since the track was built new. I remember when it was built, I was 15 years old. I've been here through every owner that's ever had it. And, um, you know, I know everybody in the community and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, all the drivers and, and uh, not all of them, but, you know, most of them. And, and I just feel like that it's not just me owning or, or you know, it's not me as the the racetrack but it's me and them together as a team and and i feel real good about that and i think that with the staff i've got you know and and uh uh the local drivers and support from the community i think together we'll do it and and i've already seen a lot of support from everybody you know uh, just in this uh last few days you know so i know i've got a lot to work with so uh how how do you think uh you know, it's going to work with the community. You know, um, I know the communities there around the racetrack uh, supports that racetrack. But what about the more outer lying uh, area? You know, and uh, Chief Lennon, even more important in Gainesville, and getting folks to be able to uh, come to your racetrack and uh, uh, going to be able to get some of those folks. Well, I hope so. I, I think that that. Um we've got a plan that that will attract them you know right now the economy is pretty bad and and uh but you know if if you go to gainesville and and eat out or go to the movies you have to stand in line and and i think that if we can put on a, a show here it's all about entertainment and i think if we can put on a show here that that they'll enjoy and we can get them out here to find that out uh and make it affordable you know i believe we can attract them here it's uh what's your plan for affordability well you know, we're doing a lot of things with the track, or we've got a lot of plans with it. And uh, in the past, it's mostly just been um, just a racetrack. But uh, we're planning, uh, as a matter of fact, we've already started the construction on the mud bog. And uh, we'll have a mud bog and truck and tractor pool. Uh, we're going to have a four-wheeler park, um, go-karts. And, you know, the more we can put under the same overhead, the more affordable we can make it for the public. And, and you know, that's my goal is, is affordable fun, you know, and, if we can uh, <clears throat> add revenues to keep our overhead down, then I can return that with lower uh, uh, stands and lower pits, you know, and make it more affordable for the drivers and the fans to come out and and participate, you know. Now, Jack, let me tell you, he's, he's thinking pretty smart there because we talk about all the time that one of the issues with our track owners is they only use their tracks for racing cars, and he brought up mud bogs, and let me tell you what, nothing but what, you know, Levy County is all about mud bogs. They used to do that there, right? Yes, sir, they did. Uh, I was trying to think back when it was. Uh, matter of fact, uh, where I'm putting one of the tracks is in the location of where the other one was at. And, yes, uh, we never could really figure out why they shut it down. It was when Dean Pruitt uh, when Dean Pruitt took took it over, uh, and uh, he told me one time why he did it, and I don't remember what it was, but I think he was the one that, that, that took so it. So it was there on the premises yeah. somewhere? Yeah. <clears throat> Part of it, part of it was it was uh, we're, we're doing it. Uh, matter of fact, there was just one track there. I think it was a couple of hundred feet long, and now we're putting in uh, three of them. that's three hundred feet long. Well, that's I think that'll work out, you know, because uh, I've just recently, um, you know, spent more time. I spend more time in Levy County. Uh, my family's got about five hundred acres over there on three forty-five, and we've got a house in Cedar Key. So I've I spend a lot of time in and around there, and my plan is to uh, move there as my son gets older. He's 15 months old, and I want to move there by the time he's four, you know. And yeah. when it comes to racing, 
I want him to be able to race at Bronson Speedway. So um, it was real important, you know, to see that somebody that that has the heart for wanting to keep that place a racetrack and a racing facility for multiple uses. And, you know, when Jack talked about you were getting involved in it, I thought it would be, uh, you know, great for the community, you know, uh, because I think of the multiple uses and you being from the community knows the community the best and how, uh, you know, the track could be used. So what classes are you going to run? Well, this year what we're going to do, especially being as we're getting in this late this year, you know, we're going to have the same classes we had last year, be the limited sportsmen, the super stocks, the thunder stocks, and then the front wheel and rear wheel drive Hornet divisions, you know. Um, We'll have some figure eight races and some bus races. Um, we're going. I'm going to work real hard and focus on local drivers. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to get some of the other, you know, late models and, and other classes in and, and some of the programs that's out there. But um, the, the first thing I want to do is establish a good base of local drivers. You know, um, get them in here and, and let them know they can race affordable, and we're going to support them and. You know, it, it, we, we, the success of this track is going to depend on local drivers. I've been here since the first owner, Ed, uh, Ed Harris, built the track. And there's been some great promoters of that track. I, I think everybody that's ever owned it or promoted it has really done something with it and handed it off to them. They always handed something good off to the next person. But if we, the success of it is local people and local drivers. And we've got to make it affordable for them. We've got to be able uh, to uh, put on a show. And, and let them know that we're going to support them, and then we can reach out and start doing other things. Tony, what's your ticket pricing um, for the Speedway going to be? Right now, we'll probably start off, um, <clears throat> we're going to try to lower it a little bit. Um, so we'll probably start off with uh, $10 in the, in the uh, stands. Mm-hmm. The pits has been $25, uh, you know, standard. And what I want to try to do... I, I don't want to make no promises. It's easier to go down than go down and go up, you know. So what my plan will be is uh, hopefully we get, as we add the the mud bog and different things in, we can lower those prices. I'd like to lower it for the pits because, you know, I've raced there myself. I raced there 14 years and and raced some, I guess, last year, year before last. I don't remember. But, but, you know, if you bring six or eight people in the the pits at $25 a head, it gets pretty expensive, you you know, Mm -hmm. on the team and, and I'd like to lower that, maybe keep 25 for the car and driver and then work it down to where we get uh, maybe 20 or 15 for anybody else, you know. And with the mud bog, what what will that run? Mud bog will probably be uh, somewhere around $10 to get in. And uh, I'm really not sure on it. We're going to have to kind of play it by ear, you mm-hmm. know, go with what the other tracks are doing. I'm, I'm researching that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I tell you, I've, I've really made some great contacts with people out there. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Matt uh, uh, Ruger, Ruger uh, is, uh, uh, has a track up in uh, <clears throat> Stark. Uh, been real helpful. Uh, showed me what they're doing, and and they've got one down in Bithlow. And so I'm kind of trying to mirror what they've set up, you know, and and uh, kind of go with what they're doing, you know. Oh, is that the mud bogging place over there by uh, New by? Uh... Uh, the Speed World by uh, Orlando Speed World. Is that where it is, or is it I don't some... know where I don't know where that one is down I... there. So in Bithlow, yeah. I've been to that one, but I did go to the one they have up here in Stark. Yeah, 
that they're building. They're, they're planning on opening it up in March. So uh, we're going to work real good together. Mm-hmm. I, I, they've been real good, you know, uh, real nice people and offering to help me. So, Hey, yeah. Tony, who is going to be your race director for your uh, stock car racing part? The, the director? Well, yeah, who's going to run your racing program? Well, I'll probably do it myself. Uh, I'm going to look for someone to help me. I don't have no one right now. Uh, you know, I've got quite, I've got a good staff, and and most of the uh, the staff that was there is still going to stay and help me. You know, and and uh, but I'm I'm probably going to have to do that hands on myself. You know, until I can find someone. Boy, isn't that something? I haven't. Uh, maybe that's something that'll work, Jack. Why? Going to actually be the race director? Hands on. Well, yeah, usually. Usually they want to go do something else. Well, what I what I what I think it's nice to hear <laughs> I've never is understood why, but what, what, do something else. What I think it's really nice to hear, guys, is that you know Tony taking the time to speak with other track owners, promoters in the area who are doing this, who are doing similar racing and events um, like himself, and and to get you know you know pros cons advice. Um, and we, you know, it's something we've talked about on the show a lot of times, Jack, about you know, talking to other track owners around and um, to get guidance and to help over some of the hurdles and find out how other tracks have, you know, have done things and and managed to survive. So I think that's great, you know, that that you're doing that, Tony. Well, I'm really fortunate that that uh, we've got uh, Citrus Speedway. Uh, and uh, Ocala, and and they're great guys. Uh, I haven't met them yet, but you know, uh, uh, I know they're great people. Everybody, all the other drivers, talk real good about them, and uh, I look forward to working with them. I, you know, if we were, it's, it's like talking with Matt at the other track that I have talked to, and some of the other ones I've talked to. If we work together, we can help the community build up cars and trucks and whatnot, make it easier for them to race wherever they want to race, and then work schedules that works for everybody. Yeah, well, it's a it's a, a it's a it's a great little racetrack on on a lovely thirty three acre plot, man. It's a it's a nice place to come to. Um, it's uh, Bronson is is uh, as as anybody who Rob you know and, and obviously Tony knows. I mean, you go to Bronson and you go there in the afternoon on a a weekday and you just walked back into time. Um, you you just visited Mayberry if you stop and, and, and smell the roses. Don't man. blink. <laughs> I mean, really, but it's really cool. I mean, I've spent time up there like that, and it's um, it's a really neat area of Florida. Hey, they got a traffic light. That one. That's right. And uh, but you know, Tony, what do you, do you have? Uh, do you do you have a kind of a plan to 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 do something there in Gainesville and promote promote strongly in that area? Yeah, yes, sir. I do. I, I want to promote over in Gainesville, um, all the area. I think there's a good market over in Gainesville. If we can just let them know what we have over here, you know, and especially by doing things, I believe besides the racetrack, you know, combining the go karts and the the four wheelers and the um, uh, the mud bogs and stuff. I think we can reach out over there and uh, get some of these guys over here. You know, it's only 15 minutes. It's what we're fi- we're 15 miles from Gainesville. Just go over there to that school, Tony. I was going to say, you know, work those college kids. I'm telling you, man. College ID gets in for free. <laughs> and see how many of them come over there. I think that's a good idea. You never know. I mean, it's, it's a, a, that's a great idea. And, and, you know, Chiefman, over there at Bill's Barbecue, man, go in there and fill that place up with flyers that the track's open again, you know? There's, yes, yes. 
one of the things I plan on doing is trying to promote my drivers. I think that, you know, all, all these guys, these local guys that's going to come in here and race, we've got to get their name out in the community for a couple of reasons. One, because people will know them and they'll want to come watch. And also it helps them build up sponsors. So I was going to do a directory of every driver that races there, put their picture in, a, in it, you know, uh, uh, maybe a half a page or a page, tell everything about it, and then take these out to all the local restaurants and work with the restaurants with some advertisements to help, you know, get them out in the community. Maybe even put some scoreboards in restaurants that will let people know who, who, how everybody finished last week, you know, and and just work with them with advertisement to get them to keep that updated and stuff. But we've got to make, I feel like we need to make our local drivers recognized in the community, make them local heroes where people will want to come see them and, and want to support them and want to sponsor them because if, if I can get them sponsors, then they can race more. I can put on a better show and the fans will come. So it's kind of a circle. And, you know, it, one one won't work without the other. Have you had a meeting with uh, all your drivers yet? No, sir. We're going to meet uh, February, um, the the last week in February, because we'll race start racing the first week. Um, is that March first, or what? What is the date? March seventh. March seventh. Seventh. Yes, so we'll March. meet February the twenty eighth with an open practice and a, mm-hmm. and a drivers meeting. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but I'm trying to go out to their homes. And I've got a list of all of them. And I'm trying to go out and meet with them personal and. And and the ones I can't go meet, I'm trying to call and let them know that I want them there and we care about them and want to try to help them get out there. You know, when I first raced, uh, Ed Durden, uh, Ed Harris had the track, and then I think yeah, Ed Durden got it next, and and uh, you know I could Kevin's dad, Kevin's dad, yeah. yeah. He he'd call me up and say, TP, what you need? I, you need a tire? What you need? Let me help you get out here. You know, and and I remember I, I tell you, I think one of the advantages I will have is. Uh, I've known most of the owners and, and helped them and worked out there, and I raced there myself for 14 years, so I'm hoping that'll help me out, you know, to help the drivers. And You know, and uh, the drivers need to learn to be self-promoters, too. You know, you, you, it's great that you're uh, looking to promote them, and they need to respect that, and in respecting that, they need to become self-promoters, and they need to make sure they're telling 15 people a day that the track's open back up and get those passes out to some of those drivers. When you talk to them, you tell your drivers, hey, you need some passes to get some potential sponsors in, let you know, because that's the thing. There's a lot of business owners in and around there that would love to do some advertising if they thought it would work. And if you can get some people on the stands over there, I think the advertisers will see that. Next thing you know, you'll have billboards up, and guys will have the signs on their cars. And well, it's, it's Hopefully a... Boston to get going again. You know, Tony, and listen, there's guys out there, there's fans out there that have been waiting for the place to open back up with a good, solid owner. And, you know, uh, Mike did his best there. I was going to ask you, is, is, are you getting the help of Mike Cope? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tell you, Mike's been a, a tremendous support. Him and Tommy both are working real hard to help me with it. And, uh, you know, sure. they they really done a good job. They did an awesome job. Yeah, that place did. is, has. I mean, they took that place and they made it into a first-class I mean, the fencing, the safety fencing that goes around that track is as good as anywhere. There's not a track in the state that's better. He repaved the track. He put in new grandstands. Listen, it used to be scary to race. Yeah, absolutely. That place. Get off the racetrack. Let me tell you what. (laughs) Mike Cope may not have been able to fulfill the, the, the dreams that he had in terms of packing the grandstands and all of that, but he certainly took that place and made it into a first class facility. Made it a speedway. Absolutely, and, and and Tony, you're you're kind of lucky to have inherited it at this time. 
it's a blessing. I, you know, I said uh, I've already said that nobody's ever handed it, had it, have has had it handed off to them as good as I have. Uh, the bathrooms, I mean, it, it, this, the, uh, there's so much detail to what he done. Even the bathrooms are better than most homes you go in and visit people. I mean, they're just clean. They're spotless. The the concessions are, are clean. They're spotless. Everything is, uh, there's a lot of detail went into the place. You can tell that he really, uh, Mike's kind of a perfectionist. And, yeah, uh, and he, likes he runs the place, right? yeah. And, and, you know, actually, in, in talking with Mike, uh, a lot of my plans and ideas we was on the exact same page. That's really what got us together. He had a lot of these plans and, and, and dreams for Bronson and, and getting involved with the community and stuff, you know. But but Mike's got a lot on his plate. With You know, he wants to race with his son, and, and he's got other things he wants to do. And, and he had to make a decision, you know. And and I think it was tough for him to give up these these ideas he had. But, you know, I'm thankful that he did, and I'm, I'm really thankful that I happen to be the one. You know, I, I've dreamed of it most of my life. You know, to to be able to do something like this, and, and have you really? Have you have you been yeah. dreaming about owning that racetrack? I sure have. I, you know, ever since I started racing there, uh, you know, years well, a little bit after I started racing, you know, I enjoyed the racing part, but I always thought, man, if I own this place, I could do this or I could do that. <laughs> but now I guess I got to live up to it. You know, I mean, how old are you, Tony? Uh, forty, uh, forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. All right, that's the right well, deal, man. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm proud of you, and uh, we're happy for you. My name, my name's Rob Elting. I'm going to come up to you one day and shake your hand and tell you I'm the guy that talks to you. Me and you're going to sit down and have a conversation. I'm going to look forward to it. All right, All right. we'll we'll see you on the seventh, and uh, and we'll be uh, talking to you way before then. Uh, get some things out and get help get the word out about your uh, opening night. And uh, uh, man, it's we're really really happy for you and for the fans up in that area, Tony. And uh, we wish you the best, man. Well, I thank y'all very much. All right, talk all right, to you. Tony, take it easy. Talk. Bye. All right, bye bye. All right, hey Rob, when when you get that uh, when you guys uh, start settling that five hundred acres up there, uh, I might just come out there and sneak out there in Homestead or something, you know? Yeah, you know, anytime that uh, anytime they race up there, I got a place for you to stay. You too, CC. Come stay out on five hundred acres. Rob's cool. Rob's uh, hotel and suites uh, out on uh, Route Twenty Four. We got a lodge. It all runs off the generator, but it's got all the amenities. All right, we're going to take you up on that. Uh, we'll come you, on up. I'll tell you, um, we have basically come to the end of our time here, and we are that was going. A great interview. Uh, I. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm kind of excited for those folks. Oh man, it's so. very exciting. I. I, I was so happy in November when I talked to him and, and, and realized he was the guy that was going to take this place over. It's uh, He's the right guy at the right time is what I said then, and I still feel strongly about that. Um, but I tell you, we are going to have to. We, were, we have one thing left on our plate here. We were going to talk about Charlotte County Speedway, Charlotte County Motorsports Park. We are going to have to put that one on the back burner because we got to get out of here. It's 9 o'clock. We'll talk about that next week. That will be at the top of our agenda next week. Um, but meanwhile, Charlotte County this week is having, uh, on the 14th, is a... Uh, $10 fan appreciation. $10, folks. There you go. Be my yeah. Valentine yeah. night. So yeah, Valentine's $10. night at Charlotte County is $10. So if you're down in that, that zone... Uh, Check it out, and uh, we'll talk more about Charlotte County and the get issues. And the price that normally costs to get into that joint, fist for one. That's, r- that's, for one. that's right. It's a two-for-one night. It's a two-for-one night. So, uh, But Hildebrand Jewelers is... Um, How about that? Yeah, it's the Inside Florida Racing Driver Pretty of awesome. the Year program. What's your website? Hildebrand Jewelers. It's with a R, Hilder. Yeah. Hilder. 
H-I-L-D-E-R brandjewelers.com. Check out those ASA rings. You'll be really impressed. But uh, we have... Uh, man, thank you, Terry Wall. I mean, he does so much for us out there. He's really working hard. Hey, it's his know. job, man. It's his job. You know, I, <laughs> I can't express the fact that, you know, this job, this undertaking that we've tried to do, you know, it really kind of sucks because we're only each one person and we all have a job and then we try to do this and sometimes I just wish that we were such a bigger organization because we so much just us can't afford to do the Speed Week things like yeah I'd love to be at that new Smyrna Speedway right now oh me too yeah you know and I don't know it's hard to do man it's hard to uh you know it's hard to do it all and, uh, Come on, if there's somebody out there listening out there that's got enough money to make this a big operation, get a hold of somebody. Yeah, get a hold of Rob. Get a hold of Rob. Get a hold of Rob. He'll take care of the details. Yeah. Just hey. give us a check, and we'll go to the races every night. Hey, I'll tell you what. We were at the, uh, uh, Rick Angie's, Bill Green, and myself were at East Bay Raceway uh, on the 5th, which was just a few days ago, last Thursday. And... Um, uh, we're going to have a replay of that show that we did live from the uh, Hall of Fame Cafe there. We had uh, uh, Rick Eckert, uh, late model star for from forever, Donnie Moran. We had some really cool guests on. Um, we had the folks from uh, from the uh, collectibles place up there and Fastlane. And are you guys going to do it every Thursday night during this month? No, we we are going back, uh, and I I think it's the nineteenth, but I'm. I'm totally miscombobulated here, but I don't have a calendar in front of me. But we're going to be back there during the crate late models, and uh, uh, but this uh, this week this week this coming week. up yeah yeah this week coming up we're going to be broadcasting the modified reunion the second annual modified That's reunion. That's Friday. We're going to be broadcasting that live. We're going to be doing the world or the figure eight uh, championship mm-hmm. race on Sunday. Live, Bill and Rick will be broadcasting that. Hey, can we do one of our Inside Florida Racing shows live? Where do you want to do it? We want to do it up at East Bay. Yeah, yeah, like we did last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we can yeah, do that. Right. We'll have to Monday get to, we'll have to get together on that here very soon if we're going to do it. And yeah. then, well, then on the tw- if you tell me we're going to do it, I'm going to be there on the 27th of this month. Ocala Speedway and the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series uh, that will be broadcast live. Rick Angie's, of course, calls the awesome. races. Yeah, so a lot going on. We are going to have so much fun this year. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Inside Florida Racing. Yeah, I want to thank Jimmy for coming on and talking with us. Uh, really appreciated that, President of FKA. And uh, thank you to all our guests. And uh, have a great week, everyone. Look out. And I look forward to uh, seeing some of you over at Auburndale for the... Uh, Figure eight racing Saturday night. Make sure you grab Valentine on Saturday and kiss her one time. Or him, whatever. When you do the Saint Pete Boogie, you really gonna have it all. To do the same people I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the same people I'm gonna jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. 
You're doing the 